Welcome back to another episode of Bitfinex Talks. I'm your host, Ricardo Martinez. Today, I'm kicking off 2024 with a banger of an interview. I'm here with uh, Stacey Herbert and Max Kaiser, and they have come to talk about the adoption for 2024 that's set to take place in El Salvador, which is Bitcoin country. How are you guys? Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. We're so happy to be the first guests of the new year. Happy 2024. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Um, one of the first things that I wanted to ask you both about was volcano mining, because I know like right before the holidays, volcano mining was a pretty big announcement uh, for a new mining startup that's going to be using the geothermal energy from the volcanoes that El Salvador is famous for. Um, would you guys be able to talk about it a little bit? Sure, we have three things. We have Volcano Energy, which was announced in 2023. And for 2024, we have two programs, which is Volcano Bond, and we have Adopting El Salvador, which is our immigration, uh, new immigration program for high net worth individuals interested in building Renaissance 2.0. But I'll let Max, as the chairman of Volcano Energy, talk about the first one. Yeah, absolutely. So Volcano Energy is, as you point out, it's a billion dollar startup. It's a unicorn right here in El Salvador. Its uh, CEO is ace banker and um, Salvadoran Josue Lopez, who brings an incredible world of experience to the mining business, the Bitcoin mining business and the energy business. And we've got a pretty aggressive program in rolling out wind, solar and geothermal mining. The uh, wind and solar gets deployed first. And we've already broken ground on several of these projects in the first $250 million tranche of the billion dollar commitment to the project. We're also now exploring in the appropriate volcanic regions for geothermal. Uh, I hope to break ground on the geothermal project side of the business uh, in the very near future. Uh, geothermal takes four, four and a half, five years to roll out. So uh, we will see some Bitcoin emerging at that time, but we should see actually some Bitcoin coming out of this system from the wind and solar side by the, I think uh, they're starting to trickle in now. Uh, certainly by the end of the first quarter, we'll see a meaningful uh, degree of uh, Bitcoin coming out. And this has been the great thing about Bitcoin for Bitcoin country is El Salvador is the land of volcanoes. It has more volcanic uh, geothermal capacity per uh, capita than any other country in the world. And yet, because of the nature of it being a developing country and there not being much industry relative to the potential here, um, Bitcoiners can obviously tap into that energy and build the infrastructure that is needed to then build the rest of the economy. Do you know what I mean? So we're building the energy infrastructure for volcano energy, and this will lead to further economic activity as we drive the price of energy down. With the wind and solar that you guys just mentioned, the first machines are being plugged in, it sounds like, like right now. Yeah, you know, we've got, it, it's a pretty aggressive project because we need to actually look at the infrastructure of the country first. We did a whole geographical, topographical survey of the country and uh, we're part participating with the government. You know, the government owns 23% of the project. We're working with the government to build roads where we need to build roads. The roads to Bitcoin City uh, are being built. And um, so uh, we have, uh, of course, the, um, rollout of the, the, the actual hardware, the wind and solar hardware, uh, takes some time. 
and um, the I believe the details on wind and solar, the actual beyond the let's say the installation of those actual the actual hardware. I mean, it's happening right now. And has a has a switch been flicked yet? Where there's energy to Bitcoin, I'm waiting for that that day to to happen. But it'll be uh, soon. So they're, they're 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 it's you know it's hardware. You know it's construction. The logo of the company and the brand of the company is hardworking men doing hardworking jobs out there in the volcanoes with machines building stuff. By the way, there is a website, volcano.energy, and you can go there and it, it does have the roadmap of all the rollout of the projects and the infrastructure. So uh, they're keeping everybody up to date. Nice. Once this operation's underway, like how further into the future do you predict um, to see like other energy rich countries kind of follow suit? Well, um, you know, we're gonna, we're, we've always been leading by example, right? I mean, uh, President Bukele, he, his template for excellence, which includes both economic freedom and I would say kind of a stripped down version of a, an extremely cost-efficient state, uh, which is mandated to expand the public domain, like the library and other projects. You know, they're, they're doing a two-fold, a two-pronged attempt here at building, uh, really reinventing the nation state in a lot of ways. So uh, with this uh, project, you know, you've got um, both things happening simultaneously. So we're, we're, we're both, uh, and that's the magic of Bukelonomics, as I call it, uh, is that you're, you're really, you're, you're engaging in massive transparency and cost efficiency while also increasing economic freedom quotient, the FEQ, which I just made up, um, to a global standard. So other countries look at that and they say, oh my God, what are we doing wrong? Well, they look at the security model of President Bukele and they say, well, he's obviously figured that one out. So maybe we should do that. They look at the economic freedom model. They look at Bitcoin as legal tender. They look at uh, all the foreign direct investment that we've attracted. And they're like, you know, every, pretty much he ticks all the boxes. Everything he's doing is uh, admirable to all other world leaders who are paying attention. There are some world leaders who are not paying attention, you know, because their, their economies are lost causes, I would say, and we don't follow them. Uh, we already see other countries building out energy infrastructure towards Bitcoin mining. Of course, Bhutan recently uh, it is merged. It was kind of kept hidden for a while that they had built out some, they have enormous hydro capacity, of course, and they've been using that for Bitcoin mining. Bahrain has announced something recently. Uh, certainly Argentina and uh, down in the Patagonia region has a huge amount of excess energy. So locations like that, like Patagonia is like very remote and barren sort of area. And yet it would be perfect for developing uh, energy infrastructure for Bitcoin mining. Uh, Uruguay, other countries are... are building infrastructure towards Bitcoin mining, because that does give an economic incentive. It makes sense to build out energy infrastructure. And then once you have the energy and the, the prices have gone down, economic activity will follow, I believe. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for your input on that, both of you. Um, you guys brought up Argentina and that's been another kind of big story right around the holidays was uh, Malay's kind of uh, shocking presidential victory. Uh, 
Leading into the election in Argentina, I heard rumors that Bukele was in communication with Malay's administration. Um, what like potential do you guys see for Argentina this year? Well, President Bukele did do an X space just a few days ago or last week, um, and he did mention that he spoke to uh, President Javier Millet, and they spoke for half an hour and they discussed the economic challenges unique to Argentina. And I think what you're going to see there is obviously he's gone in with a sledgehammer and torn apart a lot of the apparatus of the state in a very anarcho-capitalist way, and he's staying true to that and to the the concept of economic liberty that's at the heart of his policy. It's also at the heart of, of President Bukele's policy. They're obviously two very different sorts of leaders uh, with the same idea at the heart of their administration, which is economic liberty. I think um, he'll have his own unique style because it's his own unique country of Argentina. And I think they're probably, well, we know what, they're set, what they've said um, that they're going to have uh, basically all anything, whether if you want to trade cows as, as your currency, you can trade cows as your currency or goats uh, or any currency at all, including any crypto, they said. And I think you'll see there that the free market will show exactly what the markets show about Bitcoin and Tether are basically the two number one currencies in the world. It's something like 85% of all volume of crypto trading of crypto markets is is Bitcoin and Tether. And then, you know, I, I think you'll see there as you have a, a, a full economic uh, market there, you'll see that vendors will want Bitcoin or Tether and they won't want any of the 1.8 million other currencies. They'll prefer that they won't prefer cows or goats or any of the, I won't name any other shit coins, but uh, they won't want any of those. They'll prefer Bitcoin. They'll probably take a discount for that. And um, it'll be an interesting model to see versus El Salvador. They're two different countries, two different leaders, and two different times in history. So we'll see what uh, happens there. Yeah, I agree. Well, now I wanted to get into the Freedom Passport. Um, it's been in the headlines a lot. And... Um, a lot of people are very, very interested, I would say, from, from what I gather on social media. So could you guys give us a little more information about the Freedom Passport program? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, we have a lot of demand from folks all over the world who are interested in two things. Number one, helping El Salvador, because they see El Salvador as the last chance for humanity. And that President Bukele is a once in a 500 year leader who is really outshining every other leader in the world right now. And uh, other folks, you know, particularly people of means, uh, people who have wealth, uh, gener uh, family office types, you know, people who are scions of their industry and their family and institutions, they're really genuinely concerned that their children and grandchildren will not have a, a world to inherit given the rate of collapse we see in the fiat money world. And they wanna help President Bukele in El Salvador. So they are interested in buying a freedom passport, the current price being a million dollars and and they're happy to do so. And there's a lot of demand for that. And we talk to these people every day. Secondarily, um, the passport is unique in that it's extremely simple to go online, apply and get a passport in as, as little as six weeks. So this is a very uh, compelling 
uh, situation for many, many folks who don't want to go through a lot of rigmarole, a lot of paperwork, make investments, shop for a building, shop for a property. You know, it takes time. Who has time for all that stuff? So they just want the passport. They want freedom. They want to support the country. And so we're kind of meeting the demand for that. The website that Max mentions is adoptingelsalvador.gob or gobierno.sv, adoptingelsalvador.gob.sv. And anybody from around the world can go there, uh, select their nation. There's the US and Canada, one section, and the rest of the world is another section. And it's called Adopting El Salvador because one of the things that we have always structured our Bitcoin policy here toward is that's the number one adoption metric that we look at is the number of the brightest, the best and the brightest adopting El Salvador. So look at like Silicon Valley, right? Silicon Valley transformed the world in many ways, mostly all positive, right? What they did to online digital freedom. Um, People in the 90s did not go, the journalists in the 90s did not go to Silicon Valley and look at the coffee shops and decide, well, if they don't have Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi, or if they don't have an email address, then the internet is a failure. Well, no, it was something, uh, a cultural renaissance that was happening that happened because of all these best and brightest of the coding world, of the computer science industry, that they were there. And I think that's what we're building here. That's what we're aiming for, but in a way, way bigger, more transformational way, historically. We're on a Renaissance 2.0 sort of standard here. That's what we're aiming for. Just like Florence had the perfect money of the Florin at that time, which was the perfect, um, most trusted weight and a unit of account of gold, which had been in existence for a very long time, thousands of years by that point, as humans used that for money but uh, the florin became, it perfected it, right? And Bitcoin is now perfect money. And I, we believe that what we're doing here is, is going to create the same sort of epoch shifting. Like we're going to be remembered in 500 years of what the sort of transformation that we created here. And the best and the brightest are needed, right? Like Florence happened because you had wealthy guys, okay? Medici was wealthy, but they also had, you know, Da Vinci and Michelangelo and Botticelli and like the architects and adventurers, the, it was the age of discovery as well. And we believe it's an age of discovery because this is discovery of, of what's possible as a nation state under perfect money. Like it's a city state sort of size that El Salvador is. It's six and a half million people here. It's the size of Massachusetts uh, geographically. So I, I think we can create something quite extraordinary here. And we're inviting people like if, if, if Lorenzo the Magnificent had invited you to come to dinner and hang out with him and Machiavelli and, and, and Michelangelo and Da Vinci at dinner, you would be like, yeah, I think I'll go. Like, I'll pay whatever it takes to get at that table. People pay 500000 a million dollars to sit at a table with Warren Buffett for lunch, just one lunch, right? And that's, we're giving you more of an opportunity here. And we set the price tag at a point that we believe we're worth. I think it's one of the highest in the world, but we're worth it. We're, this is an asymmetric play, right? We're like catapulting ourselves from the top because where we're going is to the place we want to be. And where we want to be is at the top. Uh, not just not just like economically, but what we're talking about is culturally. And I think that's what we're building and that's what we're aiming for. Adopting El Salvador.gob.sv. 
that SV. SV is a symbol for El Salvador. Max, you famously called for 10,000 Bitcoiners. Uh, I imagine the Freedom Passport has made that a little bit easier. Uh, how far along are you on your goal to reaching 10,000 legendary Bitcoiners? Mm, yeah, well, it's, you know, it's hard to get precise data. But, you know, anecdotally, I think I've got over 3,000 people to move here. Uh, the, the people who are paying a million dollars for the Freedom Passport, again, they get it a passport in four weeks. They're, they're citizens of the country. They become citizens of El Salvador immediately, and they get to participate. Their names will be etched in the history books. Uh, this is the primary uh, thing that we're really focused on at the moment. If, if you don't have those means, there are other ways to go. But right now we're focused on attracting, you know, the people who want to be the modern Medici's, who want to put their money where their mouth is, the ideologically, you know, uh, Bitcoin country, the people who want to build Bitcoin country. Because that million dollars, by the way, it's not just going into the ether. It's going into El Salvador, Bitcoin country. And it's, build, it's going towards um, what you see already. People in Bitcoin, on Bitcoin Twitter, they're always uh, retweeting President Bukele as he announces that uh, a new public library and the public spaces are better than the private spaces. When he, he, when he, he, when he hosts uh, Miss Universe, when he hosts the, the uh, Central American and, and Caribbean games, when he uh, develops de formerly gang occupied deprived areas of El Salvador and San Salvador, what he's doing is what we continue to want to see. So it's a whole cultural, you know, renaissance happening here. And the, the million dollars, and there are only a thousand uh, spots available, passports available every year. That million dollars is going towards, you know, social, economic, and cultural development across El Salvador in all these communities. Uh, this is, you know, the sort of the place we want to be. That El Salvador is going to the place we want to be, and we could be you. You know, you who buy the Freedom Passport are participating in this. Uh, you, this is a sort of country where you have a say, right? You get on Bitcoin Twitter, you show him your Freedom Passport, and you say, "Hey, President Bukele, this is uh, this is the place I want to be, and this is what I'd like to see." Is like more economic development in Soyapongo, more economic development in Ilopongo, more economic development, more cultural development in Popa. You know, so this is uh, this is the place we want to be, and it's called El Salvador, and it's called Bitcoin Country. I know we're getting close to the end here, but I do want to ask you what people can expect to see. Uh, here in El Salvador this coming year? Well, we hope 1,000 people are going to adopt El Salvador as their home, get the Freedom Passport at adoptingelsalvador.gov.sv. And we're also going to see the volcano bond. And we're also going to see the landslide re-election of President Bukele. So, you know, that is a, a mandate to continue a Bitcoin country policy. Uh, Bitcoiners around the world already see El Salvador as their spiritual home. They've already adopted El Salvador as their spiritual home. This is uh, adoption is 100% here in terms of the population of El Salvador. Salvadorans born and raised here. They have 100% awareness of Bitcoin, but Bitcoiners around the world have an uh, 100%, well, close to 100%, um, you know, spiritual connection to El Salvador and the story here. We're, they're all rooting for us. Uh, unlike the legacy financial press and financial Twitter, they're uh, against us, but Bitcoiners and Bitcoin Twitter are 100% for us. Like they're rooting for us and they're rooting for us to succeed. 
And I think you're going to see that because I say El Salvador is winning and El Salvador will keep winning. And I think 2024, you'll see El Salvador keeps winning. And at least on our part, what we do is Bitcoin policy here and, and Bitcoin uh, you know, ventures like the Freedom Passport and all the public uh, art that you're seeing. We have a big, huge public art project starting in Zacamil which is again, a former gang occupied area, which is now being, has been liberated. Uh, we saw one public art project there from Satoshi Gallery that uh, came about uh, last like October, November, and it's called Paso a Paso. And it's a, it's a public art of President Bukele, but we're going to see a whole transformation of Zacamil and a public art project that's starting now. And you're going to see all sorts of art along uh, throughout a huge part of Zacamil, you'll see uh, all sorts of public art. The, the one-off was the Paso a Paso of President Bukele, but this other, all the other public art will be uh, really inspiring cultural sort of uh, ideas. And um, so we'll keep winning. That's what 2024 is in El Salvador. What do you think, Bax? Yeah, well, you know, I would think of it like this. So during the first five years of the Bukele presidency, it's like this big slingshot and you're pulling back the slingshot you're pulling it back. He's been pulling it back for five years. And now with this re-election in February, he lets go. And this country is going to be catapulted into a future that will literally shock people. It'll, I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be amazing. Um, you, you know, you get a chance to, you get El Salvador at the price you deserve, right? I mean, if you want to get here now and front run the, the massive influx of people who want to, understand that the new Statue of Liberty is a volcano in El Salvador, arrive here now, get here as soon as you can and set up shop, buy property, settle in, bring your family, do it quick, do it before everyone else shows up because you'll be in a much better position. But once the cat's out of the bag, once people realize this is like Singapore on steroids, they're going to be like, wow, you know, I have no choice because I live in a country where it's collapsing. I'm, I'm in a fiat money world where the Purchasing power of my fiat money goes down every single week, every single month. I'm miserable. And yet look at Max and Stacy in El Salvador. They're, they're living large. They're having a party down there. There's a having party coming up in 2024. Come to the having party. You know, I would call it Singapore on carnivore. That's what I would call it. <laughs> it's not soy. It's carnivore here. <laughs> the, the last question I have for you is, uh, I guess throughout... Bukele's presidency since he made the Bitcoin law, since he bought like at the end of the, the bull market, um, the press basically came out and um, tried to make him look extremely bad. But now that he's in profit, do you feel like President Bukele has been vindicated with his investment strategy? He was in profit from day one. You know, this is more than just uh, fiat profit. You know, forget the fact that they're not adding up all the revenue that El Salvador has generated over these years in like when you arrive at the airport, every Bitcoiner shows that they've paid their, you know, visa, their $12 visa in Bitcoin, like those add up um, the mining that we have at Berlin that we've been mining Bitcoin for two and a half years now, like we've always been in profit, just even on the, um, you know, just the fiat profit. But we've always been in profit even more profoundly from the 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 brand value, the greatest rebrand in history that happened there. Because when President Bukele did that, what happened? The whole world 
looked at El Salvador. Now, what president ever in El Salvador's history got the whole world to look at this little country in one go? And they looked, and fortunately for Salvadorans, their leader was an actual leader. He wasn't just a president. He was a leader who charmed and, and mesmerized the world with his words and with his, uh, you know, his ability to lead. And so uh, they can't stop looking and they can't stop talking about us. And that has driven more um, media attention, which has driven more tourism, which has driven more people to adopt El Salvador as their home for their, you know, their home and their family, as well as for their companies. So uh, many Bitcoin companies are starting to adopt El Salvador as their headquarters as well. We had Strike move here. We had Fold move here. We have other ones moving here soon as Teco has moved here. So we have the best Bitcoin companies, Bitcoin Maximus sort of uh, really cool companies moving here. Uh, if you want to work for those cool companies, then you have to move to El Salvador to work for the cool companies. Or you can work for the lame companies that are left behind in your country. Yeah, on a tourism and FDI adjusted basis, President Bukele in El Salvador was profitable on their Bitcoin investment day one. As a matter of fact, they're up 10x. And in 2024, they're going to be up 100x. And this is what's going to grab the attention of other leaders around the world, other money managers around the world who are sitting there with fiat money dying. And they're going to look over to El Salvador. You know, it's similar to what's happening with. Michael Saylor and MicroStrategy, obviously. Uh, he's now got the winningest hand in corporate America of the past 50 years. He makes Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger look stupid. He makes every other CEO and CFO of every other Fortune 500 company in the world look stupid. And, you know, guys, men, successful men, don't like to look stupid. And they are not beyond changing their mind, realizing they made a mistake, they need to go all in on Bitcoin, and uh, this will happen on the sovereign level with countries around the world, figuring out that, you know what, we goofed, we misread the market, we need to reverse course. When we talk about Renaissance 2.0 here, you know, once the Florin drove the, the, you know, the huge economic success of Florence, and then all the artists and the discoverers and the architects and the, and the accountants followed, uh, other city-states in modern Italy what is modern Italy, they copied, right? Uh, you know, mm. Venice came out with their own copy of the Florin, the Ducat, or however you would pronounce that in Italian, um, but Ducat, right? You have to do that. Uh, and then the other city-states also came up with their own more perfect instead of just using a chunk of gold, right? So I, I think other, uh, the success of El Salvador is driving the, it will drive other politicians to try to be a leader like President Bukele, and at least it will up their game and at the margin, right? It'll up the game of other countries. So it, it, the Renaissance here will drive um, better conditions elsewhere. I agree with you completely on that. I think El Salvador is pretty inspirational for um, other countries that are in economic situations that are disadvantageous. If they see you know, especially if if price moves as it has in the past with going into the having and stuff, um, Bukele's going to look like a genius. He is a genius. That's yeah. the point. That's why he looks like one because yeah. he is a genius. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you both for accepting the interview on such short notice and coming on and let me ask you a bunch of questions. We're always available for Bitfinex talks. Oh, twenty four seven. Just call us. We'll be on the air immediately. All right. Cool. Well. 
Thank you so much, guys. It's been great. See ya. Thanks.